Hey guys, welcome to the Google Podcast. I am your host, Rob Watson, and if you're, this is the first time you are tuning in, then I'm really grateful. My last episode with Martin Bone has gone down really well. It's turned out to be one of my most popular, and it's only been out for a couple of weeks. I, I had a feeling when I was going to be sitting down with him and chatting that he was going to sort of be, um, you know, sharing quite a lot of wisdom, and it's great to know that plenty of people have sort of um, have tuned in on that. And, and if you are one of the new listeners since then, uh, welcome, and I uh, hope you enjoy the ride that we're we're going to go on again in this episode and also with many other ones so all right then on to today's episode and the title of this podcast is to be kind to yourself and i really want to talk all about self-care in this episode and what i believe the importance of it is for us all to kind of you know have our own self-care routine in place so we can sort of you know stay on top of our game stay in a good place physically good place mentally so we can sort of move through the day and move through life in a you know, a more harmonious way and feel like we don't just get swept up by everything else and just constantly just chasing after stuff or just running. So, you know, there's no doubt that, you know, we lead very busy lives. Crazy busy, isn't it, at times, you know? Our calendars are always full. To the do list is pretty much endless and it always will be. We can feel completely overwhelmed by technology. And it can feel at times like me time is usually last on the agenda. It can come to the end of the day and Rather than maybe doing something that's probably going to be better for us, we end up just sticking the TV on or, you know, doing something that isn't really what we should be doing. That we know what we should be doing back then. And anyway, talking about technology, guess what 84% of us do upon waking up each morning? That's right. We reach for our phones. It's pretty shocking that, isn't it? You know, 84% of us, that's the first thing that we do. And I know that I fall into that category a few times a week. I don't do it all the time. Sometimes... I'm a bit more focused as I'm going to bed because I know if it's next to me, if it's by my bedside drawer or anywhere near that, I I don't know if I can resist sometimes. I think a lot of us can probably feel like that, can't we? It's just like, it can be a bit too much because we want to get our fix of whatever it is on social media or we want to check our sites. So... What I've been doing that's helping me a little bit with that, I'll just either just leave it downstairs on charge because then I know that I need to get up do a few things you know and it can kind of have that distance between me that helps and um so yeah it's crazy isn't it when i saw that 84 percent, and i think you know god imagine what we could actually be doing with that time instead i think one of the averages i need to look this up actually but i think it's like you know a few hundred times a day on average that people check their phones particularly in the younger audiences now it's that crazy 200 times and you think i think what could we be doing with that time instead that would be more beneficial because it's not like what we're doing on our phones, for the most part, I think, is enriching our lives, is sort of fulfilling us or making us feel calmer or more productive. Sure, there's plenty of inspiring podcasts or you want to watch a clip on YouTube and there's plenty of great content on there, but I think a lot of it is just scrolling through Facebook, scrolling through Instagram and can be quite triggering as well. I find it to be quite triggering at times and you can you can end up feeling pretty shitty about yourself, can't you? You can be thinking everyone else is away on holiday or everyone else is having a good time or whatever material things other people might have. And we can end up sort of like, you know, comparing ourselves to others. And I came across a really good quote recently, which was basically comparison is the thief of joy. And I think in a way, technology is can be the thief of joy. We live in like really amazing times, don't we? Where we've got 
all this information available, so many possibilities. It's It really is phenomenal, but it's also on a knife edge. It can go either way. We can either use things to serve us or it can be the other way around and we can just feel like sucked in and caught up with stuff. And I know when I'm on my phone too much, then my anxiety levels just get cranked up and I can feel it while I'm on it. I know that I'm, I'm, what's happening and what's going, but you just keep on going on it, don't you, at times? But anyway... You know, what self-care routines can we be applying on a daily basis? They can just be very small. You know, that's just going to sort of, over amount of time, they're going to compound and we're going to build up and you're going to you're gonna have new routines, new habits that are going to overtake some of the old bad habits. But one thing I hear over and over around people of why they don't seem to do many self-care practices is because they end up feeling guilty about taking the time out to do it. But the way I see it, if we don't take the time out to look after ourselves, how is it possible for us to, you know, be in a place where we can look after other people or we can be of service in some ways? You know, that's a big thing that I've talked about in this podcast and a lot of the people that I interview are being very much service to others. But we, it's a very much a balance as well. We have to look after ourselves as well because only when we're in a strong place, feeling centred, feeling pretty good about things, are we able to do some good in the world or to be of service in some way so it's just getting that balance right because a lot of things I hear often about activists how they can burn out really quickly because they get so charged about a particular cause and it gets them so riled up and so passionate about it and that's phenomenal yet at times they end up burning out really early and wouldn't it be better if we can put ourselves in a place where we look after ourselves, we look after our bodies, we look after our minds more, so we don't burn out as quick, so we're able to keep doing the things that we want to do or take on new things as well. So that's it, you know, I think it's about us now, it's about giving ourselves permission to look after ourselves a bit more and realising the benefits are far-reaching, not just for us, but for other people. So anyway, to help you on your way, I'm going to share a few ways that we can all create some of our own self-care routines. Now, a big one, one thing that I've been hearing a lot more over the past few years is around sleep. How many people are actually getting the rest that we need? You know, according to Professor Matthew Walker, eight to nine hours is what's required and is considered for the most part. And he considers it to be one of the most important pillars of our health. So not getting enough sleep can cause some major health issues. Now, personally for me, like I'm not sharing this thinking, oh, you know what, I get a solid eight, nine hours and I, I don't. You know, it's been one of the sort of my challenges over the years to kind of like get enough sleep. You know, my wife, Ruth, she can basically put her head on the pillow and within a minute or two, she is out like a like. For me, it can either be a lot longer or more recently, I'm noticing I'm waking up quite a lot in the night. Part of it, you know, I think the time of year can play a role for me, you know, like when it's warm, and the sun rises early, that can kind of affect me. I, I definitely feel like I sleep better in the winter months when it's the bedroom's cool and it's staying dark. Um, but there's other things as well. I've got to catch myself, you know, when we're to get better sleep, like, you know, eating late and, and sitting in front of the TV, you know, can be can have some real knock-on effects. You know, if we go into bed after we've just eaten food, you know, our body is still digesting the food. And, you know, if we're going to try and hit the sack, it isn't necessarily going to be, you know, what we want. Matthew Walker, you know, also shirks about how, you know, having caffeine after midday can have a knock-on effect to our sleep. 
might feel like we need it sometimes because we need that boost of energy but maybe we can get it from other things in fact i know we can get it from other things we get it from nutritious food that's going to give us the energy that we need to sort of continue through the day so one thing that's been helping me a bit more over time is trying to stick to a decent routine so i'll make sure i'm pretty much finished eating by eight o'clock at night so i've got a, a few hours for my sort of food to settle so i'm not going to bed feeling full and bloated and i'll kind of aim to be in bed for around about 10 if i can i'll pick up a book I'll do whatever I can to sort of like help me drift away a little bit, just think. And I must admit, that's one of my favorite times of the day when I can kind of just like switch off. No one needs me. There's no emails. There's no phone calls. There's no one, no one at all. That's just my time to just like read for a bit. I can see that to be quite a sacred time for me. You know, are we getting enough sleep? And I think it ties into that bit about, you know, we all have these busy lives and actually being busy is a badge of honor. And some people are like, oh yeah, I went through, I did an all-nighter, or I only did a four hours sleep last night, yeah, you know? But I think it's quite sad, really, because we're just, we're not giving ourselves what we need. We're just going to burn out, we're going to feel bad over the long term. I know that's what can happen and had to happen to me at times. And so, you know, and there is a few hacks that we can use as well along the way. Like, for instance, if you've got an iPhone, you can do this thing where you can you can create a red filter on your screen. So it basically removes all blue light wavelengths. So this helps to protect our circadian rhythm. Because if you think back to, say, before we had electricity, there would basically just be, at best, candlelight in the evening. We would wake with the sun coming up and we would kind of like wind down and go to sleep as the sun sets. Now we basically can be plugged in with lights beaming in us 24 hours a day and blue light particularly can really play havoc with our circadian rhythm. It's what we need in the morning because it helps to wake us up but at night we want things that are not going to be waking us up. So there is that thing that you can use on your iPhone. There's also um you know people it's quite popular blue blocking glasses that you can wear if you're on your laptop or you're watching tv at night time and then there's also an app called flux which basically automatically changes your screen which can really help because some of the times for me i might be having to edit a podcast in the evening and it's going dark and it's good for me to know that my screen is sort of switching to a bit more of an orange red filter um you know to be honest, I'd rather not be using these little these uh, little hacks, but you know it's good to know that there's a few things out there that can help us if we do need to be using stuff, or we just want to watch that film, or we want to go out, or whatever you know. So there you go. Sleep. Are we getting enough sleep? What things can you do to help you get some more sleep, or just to settle? You might you might be like my wife and you just sleep right through, or you could be like me and find it challenging at times and just get restless and your minds. Um, overactive at times so anything you can do can just help that you know another obviously one you know touched on there with food like a healthy diet it goes without saying doesn't it that you know eating a healthy diet will just do us the world of good and it's something that I've been focused on really for about the past decade I feel like you know we are what we eat and I'd rather invest my time and money in good quality food now than potentially regret it later in life and I feel like in some ways when we eat good food then you know, we are paying it forward for, for well, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm paying it forward for my later years. And we can be smart too about our choices. There's plenty of ways of having like treats and sweets and stuff, but you don't have to have one which is just full of sugar. You can kind of just do it in a way where you can get it through fruit instead or put the fruit going in to make some treats, you know. And, and it's okay as well enough, we fall off the wagon. 
we started to go back to our old habits. I always remember someone told me this, that, you know, remember tomorrow is, is a new day and you can start afresh. You always can. You know, the tricky thing is, is that we can sometimes drift back into old habits and we can just stay in them for days, weeks, months. But if we can just say, maybe like catch ourselves and say, you know what, it's okay. I wasn't feeling that great today or I was feeling a bit anxious and I feel a bit stressed and I kind of just went for that bit of food just to sort of like comfort me or numb me because I think that's what it does in some ways but it's just us remembering it's okay tomorrow's a new day and it's surprising for me I find anyway that even if you just have one good day you how much better you can feel and how much more motivated and positive so and then on to food you know something that I absolutely love and I definitely consider one of my self-care practices is, is making healthy food is is getting in the kitchen I spoke about it in the past on other podcasts but you know getting in the kitchen playing about with some recipes and it's one of the things I've touched on it you know it really does to engage your five senses there's not many things that do that I can't really think of many you know I get a real buzz out of cooking um, and you know what? I used to be terrible at cooking as well. Um, this is only going back so many years. Like, I remember at uni, I could barely cook. I actually never used the kitchen when I was staying at uni. That's pretty sad, isn't it? Not even to make beans on toast. I'd always go out, which is crazy to think that I'd always just be eating out and that would have been McDonald's and stuff, and, you know. But anyway, it wasn't until later years I got interested and I find it fulfilling. So, you know, and what I think is really good, if you're thinking of what I get a buzz out of, is choosing something new to make maybe flicking through or finding something on pinterest pinterest is a great resource for recipes find something that you think oh that'd be great to do and you don't have to do something extravagant or fancy you could just do you know pick something with some simple ingredients but it's going to be really tasty it could be a nice stew it could be baking a um a nice healthy cake what you know, whatever you know a, a good soup or whatever them things that just think yeah i'll do that and when you make something new you kind of get this little sense of accomplishment you think i'm nourishing myself and if you've got family there as well you feel like you can feed them so you can, you can care yourself and you say you can know about of others of course the next one exercise we all know exercise is good for us you know it's one of its major benefits is you know boosting our moods and reducing stress and anxiety and you know we all know this we've heard it for so long we know if we go and do some exercise we go for a run we play sports we dance we go for a walk whatever it is that kind of gets our heartbeat going go for yoga class you know it kind of it lifts our mood you know and i find it's really important to me but it can be tricky to build this into your routine. Like there've been times for me in my past when I've done very little exercise, particularly when I was kind of like deep in running a business. I really sort of neglected myself for quite a few years because my priorities were sort of running the business and growing the company with my partner at the time. And I'd stop looking after myself. I would maybe have a gym membership, but maybe go once a month or it might even drift for a few months. So it can be tricky to introduce it but if you can just set something and something that helps me with exercise is joining a group something where you know that people are going to be there every week on a set time it kind of pulls you along you meet friends and it really helps to get you out there helps to keep you motivated and you know you don't even if you even if you're going out for like a, a walk like for instance for me before i did this podcast um i decided to go for a walk done my work today Dad, I go for a walk and then I came back and made some food before I've come upstairs to, to chat with you guys. 
And me just going out for that walk enables me to, because I've got a desk job, I sit on a computer for most of the day, I need to get out and get moving. So my self-care practice is, you know, even just going, it's going, when I say even, it's actually a walk's amazing. Doesn't have to be too stressful on the body. You can go out into nature and you can kind of just like shake away the day a little bit. And that's what I find with exercise, whether it's be running and something, and something else that we've been doing the past few years is dancing. And even more recently, I've been doing something called Five Rhythms, which is basically a movement meditation practice. It's absolutely phenomenal. I've only been doing it for about the past month. It basically puts your body into emotion in order to like still the mind. It's, it goes on this flow, there's five different rhythms to it, so 15 minutes each, and it kind of builds up and then works its way down. But I find that dance and movement, to be able to do that for like an hour, an hour and a half, is such a good release. And like we do it on a Monday, and I think there's no better way to spend a Monday evening than to sort of like be doing that, for me personally anyway. And it's about you finding whatever works for you for, for exercise. And it doesn't have to be major. Like I say, you could go for a walk. You can get like a mini trampoline in your house and just do that for five minutes because sometimes it can be tricky to say build in a full um, hour session or half an hour session or you might do it once but you can't do it again so anything you can have around your house skipping ropes a good one maybe a hula hoop something that's just gonna kind of like encourage you to to use it people might want to use a bit of weights or a pull-up bar have it in your house so it's kind of like easy around you so you can be encouraged to do it and then another thing that is you know i've talked about it a lot so i won't go I'll keep it short but you know to be able to meditate you know as i talked early on about all this time with technology, us living these busy lives, our calendars being full, it can feel like we're not in the moment. We're just sort of like pulled along. I've been doing it now for six years. And to me, it's as, as big a routine as like, and as normal to me now as like brushing my teeth in the morning. It's, you know, it's just doing what we can to build some daily habits that we basically paint it forward to our future self. And Maybe you don't want to go and do a course in meditation, but there's so many things on YouTube where you can listen to guided meditations, something where you can just do some breath work to help to like slow the heartbeat, move us from that fight or flight mode. And I touched on it a little bit before just with the exercise, but you know, a trip into nature. This this is just like crucial for me. I've got, like I say, I've got a desk job. I'll be around technology a lot. So for me, it's crucial to just go out into nature to help me to sort of rest and unwind and I've got some friends actually in America it's Bridget who was on a previous episode uh, a few episodes back and basically they live in Sedona in America and they've got a creek near them and what they do a lot of the time at the end of the day they go and just sort of jump in the creek to help to reset and cleanse them that just sounds like a great way to sort of like let the day go and you sort of just feel like ah it sort of like wakes you up and you know i've not really got that around here all year round but you know just last weekend a few of us went up to the lakes and we went for a nice hike and we went for a wild swim in buttermere god it was absolutely freezing as well and i think i may have stayed in there a bit too long I um, we were in there for about 30 minutes almost swimming out to the middle of the lake and I almost feel like I had like mild, mild hypothermia when I got back my body was just like shaking but it felt amazing though as well because how often we get the chance to sort of like swim in natural waters which is really grounding and really cleansing you know nothing against you know gyms and stuff with swimming pools but you know they have to like put chlorine in them don't need to sort of keep it clean and I, I totally understand that but I'd rather, if I can, if I can slim, swim in an outdoor lake, somewhere wild, somewhere just surrounded by nature. 
yeah the more i can do that the more we can get out into nature i think just like it's so just needed something as well i've been thinking about recently like, i just went on this walk just before just out on my own and i feel like you know what would be really good self-care routine for me is to or for all of us is to just go and spend a time with ourselves like go on a date with ourselves it might be we go on a big hike on our own and we take a packed lunch and we drive somewhere for it and spend the full day out of it or we take ourselves out for a meal and go to the cinema i think it's important you know i think often we feel like we need to be with people but i often feel like when i'm on my own if i can have some of my own space at time then it is a bit more self-care because I'm kind of can be a bit more reflective. I can kind of just be there with my moments. Like as much as I love like going away at the weekend and going hiking and chatting with my with my friends, sometimes I think that chatting can take us out of the moment and we're not really taking in what's around us. But when we're on our own, it kind of, it focuses us and forces us to be in that place. There you go, I'm um, gonna, I'm setting myself that challenge and, and then on to nature. I've heard that, you know, another thing that I've heard is really good and we've been doing it is like, you know, plant a tree or a plant. A few years ago, we planted some apple trees and pear trees in our garden and we've had some good years of fruit coming on. This year's not so great at the moment, but it's just been great to see it just keep growing and I'm sure there's going to be a good harvest in times to come. And, and even if you don't actually have room outside, you could easily, you know, plant a tomato plant indoors or a little lemon tree or something, you know, and, We've managed to like over time, and it's not been like a an overnight thing. It's taken about over years. It's just like I keep on maybe collecting a few plants, two, three, four, five each year, and you know we've probably got about fifty dotted around the house. But it's also really, and not only did they just look good, and you know they're great for cleaning the air, but there's some really good therapeutic benefits for nurturing plants, and that's just a bit of a practice for me. That you know every week I'll just I'll go around and I'll I'll water them and i'll be grateful for them and i'll give them a little trim if they need that just sort of you know it's like they are part of the house in a way and if you've got a droopy hat you've got a droopy plant and it's all shriveling up then what's that reflecting about us a little bit so i kind of want to give make sure they're as vital as possible to make me feel as vital as well and of course other things in our homes like we don't i don't sometimes we don't even think this about this as self-care but pets can bring a massive boost to our lives come on you know like dogs and cats particularly dogs you know complete unconditional love and companionship we don't necessarily get that from humans do we there's kind of conditions of attached of it's like yeah i love you but you have to stick to these conditions where with an animal particularly dogs and you know we don't have dogs but we have cats and i don't know what to do without our cats you know give them a hug throughout the day like i'll see them you know, cross their paths maybe 15, 20 times a day and they'll be talking to me and they'll be following me around, wanting some food, wanting a cuddle, wanting me to let them out a little bit, you know. And it really, I feel like it helps to reduce stress. And we often take these things for granted, I feel, because they're just there all the time. But the benefits are... are, are the benefits are far-reaching in my mind, you know. And if you've got a dog, taking a dog for a walk. And I think I heard that, you know, if you've got a dog, you're five more times likely to do exercise than you are if you've got a gym membership which is pretty crazy really isn't it but then also makes a lot of sense when you think about it. if you take your dog out once or twice a day um it adds up doesn't it and um 
and you know moving not just human not just animal connection but human connection can be so important for us you know giving someone a big hug doesn't hugging someone feel great it really does like a big squeeze and you feel like you're held and it's like oh that feels good you know and so i sit down and have a good chat with someone and just discuss what's been going on in our worlds and just to be there to listen to people all these little techniques you know and even if it's just like you want to pick up the phone and have a chat with someone and that reminds me you know after this call i haven't spoken to my mum for a while or my dad and i'm just going to check in with them and, and talk with them i think it's about a, a week and a half and sometimes i feel like i don't speak to them enough or don't call them enough and that's something that i'm being a bit of aware of and in a way sometimes we sharing these things on here makes me a little bit more accountable so mum i know you'll be listening to this when you're out and you're probably i would have spoke to you before and anyway and as well in terms of like self-care i think i talked about it earlier on about how we can very much begin to like you know compare our lives to others the way social media can make us feel like we're always you know we're not good enough or we're not enough and we always have to be like trying to strive for, to improve and and yeah i do believe that we should focus and become better versions of ourselves but not from a place of anxiety or comparison or fearful ways of being you know and for us it's important to acknowledge the good things that we've done already and the great things that we've done you know and how far we've come in our lives there would have been a time where what you've got now you would have envisaged it or you would have dreamed of it now you've got it kind of just like to be grateful for that and to reflect on that to say you know what wow look where i am now and i set this out whether it's learn to cook or to change your career or to become a parent or to anything you know it's kind of you can look at it and go wow i've, I've done them things so i don't need to always be chasing the next thing i can just a self-care practice can be literally just like giving yourselves a pat on the back. I used to give um, a few design talks and I would go into unis and stuff and I'd kind of run courses and, and do talks with them. And I remember there was this one where they were all really working their asses off and doing great. And at the end of the day, I was like, right, everyone, put your hand up. So I got them all to put their hand up and I said, right, okay, lean a little bit forward and now give yourself a pat on the back with your hand, with your hand because I don't think enough of us actually acknowledge and recognize the things that we're doing each day and it can put you into a good state when you think wow yeah i have done this look what i've achieved look at these things that i've done in my life look at these things that i've done even just this past week it can all go a long way to just putting us into a better place and feeling less stressed and feeling more grateful and balanced and it moves us into a different state i really do believe that you know um and also next time someone uh, thanks you for something or you actually feel proud of something yourself write it down and keep it close to you just like make a note of that you know we write notes for practically everything else in our lives why don't we make a note about something that we're proud of that we've done done ourselves or someone or a compliment that someone said us you know we should hold on to that stuff as best we can and something that i've been doing recently it's actually something i heard from my wife and i think it's marie forio in america and she talks about having this hype file so what i've got is on my desktop i've got this hype file so anytime that i get like a nice comment it's basically around my podcast it's it's basically what's happened for the past 12 months and i've received some really nice comments from people that i didn't really expect and just came out of the blue and they kind of like ah they're really nice so I take a little screen grab of them on my phone and I just put them into this file. So, because there'll be times when I'm doing this, like it's almost a year for me doing it. 
And there's times when I get bored with it, but I feel like I can't be bothered doing it anymore. Um, why am I doing it? Is anyone listening sometimes? These are the things that can come over you at times. But it's nice to check back in and see them things and go, ah, you know what? I'm getting some nice feedback. I'm helping some people. So yeah, acknowledge the good that you've done. Every And you can always find it. You can always focus on some of the good things that you've done in each day. One thing that we uh, do at night time, and I think I've mentioned this in another podcast, but um, in the gratitude one is where when you go to bed at night time, just um, reflect on three things that went well that day. It could be so small, you know, could be really so small, um, but just reflect on them and acknowledge them. And, you know, I think one of the things that stops us from, from putting some self-care routines in place is actually, you know, is scheduling it. It, it can be something, if you're not used to doing it, it can be tricky to find time, and especially if you feel like it's something you shouldn't be doing or you feel guilty or you feel like I need to be doing something else. But I think it's important that once we recognize how important it is for our health and the people around us, that we can begin to prioritize it. You could add it to a calendar. You know, you could say, well, I'm going to join this class and I'm going to do this on a Monday and I'm going to add it to the calendar. The calendar could be in the kitchen as well so everyone can see it. Such and such is going to this class. That's their time. Um, and, you know, like I say, with that, you can share it with people in your home. You can get them to support you, get them to be around you as well. And also it's like you're just letting them know, these other people, that, you know, on this day, I'm going to be doing this for me and I need this. And with this scheduling stuff, I think it's important with calendars and how we can get filled up with stuff and feel overwhelmed, that it's important for us to say no more to, to things that people are inviting us to so we can begin to say yes to ourselves. And that's that's where we can start to build these practices. And, and then when we are with other people, we're going to be a better version of ourselves because we're not just going along to everything and anything because we've got FOMO if we don't go out or we don't want to let people down. And in some ways, we're letting ourselves down with some of these things that we, we may do. And don't get me wrong, it's great to be with friends. And that can be a self-practice, like I said, about speaking to someone or meeting up with people. Absolutely. But if our calendars are just full, then, you know, where's the, where's the t- chance for like, you know, the spontaneous stuff or the things that you just want to do? I think it's also important to say you know it's okay if some things you start something it drops off after a while and you start something new you know i did yoga consistently for years each morning and i haven't done it now for a year or two basically i I hurt my wrists a little bit and i think i was over pushing myself and and then and then sometimes you know i'd feel bad that i wasn't doing it i need to keep it going and but you know what's right for you one moment may not be right for you in another moment and that's totally cool you can just pick something else up or you can take a break for something for a bit and it's something to be mindful of as well it's like sometimes you can end up like having too many things that you're doing like people can develop this morning routine where you've got six or seven things that you need to get through each morning and it can take a few hours and you're like oh it's just overwhelming so it doesn't have to be like that you can just do the things that you want to do that is just going to give you a boost it's just going to make yourself feel a little bit better and that's just you know that's what we need right now so just to wrap things up a little bit you know these are just some of the stuff is about these are just a few things that we can all do to take better care of ourselves because God knows we need it right now in this world with these challenges that we're facing with all the pressures and everything we have to look after ourselves by looking after ourselves we can look after others in a better place because we're not going to feel so bloody stressed and anxious and wound up we're going to show up in a better place you know and some of the things I've talked about 
these are things that we can just do for five minutes, 10 minutes in a day. You can slot it in, in, in between stuff. You know, you could be brewing the kettle, you could do some skips on a rope, or you could jump on a little trampoline. You can do these little things. And when you start to fit them into your day, daily routine, they don't feel like it's a matter of going to the gym and packing your bag and you're out for two hours. It's kind of, you've done 30 minutes of stuff, but you didn't really, didn't overstretch it. You could fit it in. And it basically, if we just spent half an hour less on our phones and spent that time instead, looking after ourselves a little bit more, then we're going to feel better for it, you know. And and these things I've talked about, you know, we don't need to jump on a plane and fly halfway around the world to some yoga retreat to look after ourselves. Sure, them things are great. They're amazing if we can do them. I think a bit of the mindset sometimes can be to like just live a certain way and to be things to be quite intense and then we go on a break and then we go on a break, we can crash a little bit, but then we can recharge our batteries and then we come back and then we feel depleted. I'd rather do things that's going to help to charge me up each day. So when I do go on them trips, I'm not desperate for them trips. It's kind of, they're just like, they're there, they will feed me, they'll nourish me, but I'm not feeling like it's the be all and end for me and I've got to escape my reality. I think we have to be here and we have to be now and we have to do the things that are in front of us. So, you know, and there's many ways to incorporate them into your daily lives and use your imagination um, and think of some ways that you can do it. I've just used some examples, some of the things that I do on a daily basis or a weekly basis and you can find stuff as well and I'll leave some links that you can check out but you know see what ways you can find to you know be extra kind to yourself today because you know we need it we need to give ourselves a hug at time we need to look after ourselves and so that's kind of it for today's episode I hope that you've enjoyed it and if you like this please share it with a friend it really does go a long way and if you listen to this on Apple um, or Spotify, you know, subscribe to the channel. It's also on YouTube. You can you can check them out as well. Now I've been putting them on YouTube recently, and um, it's good to be putting them on that platform so other people can find it. But yeah, I need your help, guys, to help uh, share the word for this and share people's stories and the inspiring interviews. And I've got some really good interviews coming up in the, uh, in a few weeks as well. So anyway, guys, until next time, have a good one. Mm-hmm.